Welcome to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. We are a local church in East London, here to be a beacon of hope for Hoxton. And our mission is to worship God, make disciples, share Jesus and transform Hoxton. Good afternoon, everyone. Today I'm going to be carrying on our sermon series entitled, We Are Anglican. If we could pop up the first slide. Thank you. Uh, Stephen kicked us off last week uh, when we were thinking about um, what we believe as Anglicans, uh, and in particular about the creeds. And those are creeds that unite us as Christians and are the foundations of our faith. And we just said the Apostles' Creed together. Today we're going to be thinking about what we belong to as Anglicans, as part of the Church of England. Perhaps you've never really thought about church denominations much before, and you're not really sure what all the differences are between the various kinds of churches. Maybe you're a member of St. John's, not necessarily because it's Anglican um, or Church of England, but simply because it's local, it's nearby to where you live. Maybe you're invited by a friend, and you've got friends here. Maybe you just like the style of worship and you like what we do. Um, You know, maybe you used to go to a different denomination and sort of ended up here a little bit by accident. Or maybe uh, you particularly chose St. John's because it is Church of England, um, because maybe that's what you grew up with. Uh, You like the structure and the familiarity and, and all that that stands for. So whether or not you specifically chose it, Because it's Anglican, here you are at St. John's, and we are an Anglican church. And we are also what's called a parish church. And that simply means a local church for this particular area. The whole country is divided up into parishes so that every local neighbourhood and community has its own church. So people don't have to travel to the nearest cathedral to worship. They can gather right near where they live. And it means that every single person in the population has access to a church. Here at St. John's, we're part of the Hackney Deanery, which is part of the Stepney area, which is part of the London Diocese of the Church of England, which is part of the Anglican Communion. And the Anglican Communion has tens of millions of members in more than 165 countries around the world. And it's divided up into provinces, which are divided into dioceses. And all of them are in communion with each other. They have a kind of reciprocal relationship. And they all recognise the Archbishop of Canterbury as the communion's spiritual head. Now, the Anglican Communion is just one of the many traditions and expressions of the Christian faith. Some others that you might have heard of are Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox, Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal. But I guess the most important thing for us to remember is that we are all Christians and we are all part of the global church as a whole. So we're going to think a bit more deeply about what that means for us, each individually as a local church and as part of the Anglican Communion and the global church. And to help us, we're going to look at this passage, which Bassetti just read for us in Ephesians. So this is a letter written by Paul to the church in Ephesus. And he's really focusing on church unity here. And I was really struck that in these first few verses, he says the word one lots and lots and lots of times. One body, one spirit, one hope, 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. It's a lot of ones. He also uses the image of the church as the body of Christ. And there's one body, and we're all a part of it. But 2,000 years of church history has meant that there are now all these different expressions of the Christian faith. But there is still just one faith, one body, one God, one Lord Jesus Christ, who is head of that body. And I think this is a good place to start when we're thinking about what we belong to. It's important to remember that we belong to something so much bigger than just our church here in Hoxton. And that sense of belonging has an impact on why and how we do things the way we do. So personally, I didn't grow up uh, as an Anglican, although I did grow up in a Christian family. I uh, attended as a child um, an independent evangelical church in Scotland, uh, which had come out of the Brethren movement. Um, And then when I moved to London as a young adult, I attended a Pentecostal church for many years. Uh, And it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s that I even stepped into an Anglican church. And what I would say for me personally is that um, I'm a Christian first. My faith uh, is Christianity. It's not Anglicanism or Evangelicalism or Pentecostal. You know, my faith is Christianity. But look at me now. Uh, I'm married to an Anglican vicar. Uh, My children have been baptized into the Anglican church. I've been confirmed as an Anglican. And now I'm also a licensed lay minister in the Anglican church. So I'd say I'm now pretty much fully signed up to being Anglican. And I now feel like I really belong in the Church of England and consequently the Anglican Communion. It's a church that now trusts me to speak on its behalf, but it's also a church that I feel, in my experience, really cares about my flourishing as an individual, and a church which wants me to grow in my personal faith and discipleship. So, we're Anglican. So what does that actually mean? So the word Anglican comes from a medieval Latin phrase, Uh, Ecclesia Anglicana. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but there we are. Uh, And that simply means the English church. And this phrase was around a long time before the official Church of England even uh, existed. And there's a lot of history. It's really long. It's complex. And I'm not going to go into it in detail. But if you're interested in that aspect of, of the church, then do go and do some research. Have a look online. There is lots and lots of information on the Church of England website, on the Anglican Communion website. I personally found it really interesting to just read up on it all. But a little bit of a potted uh, history, a few key moments uh, are, so the English church uh, separated from the church in Rome uh, in the 16th century. Uh, This was part of the Protestant Reformation uh, during the reign of King Henry Henry VIII. Uh, But the Church of England itself wasn't formally established until uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth I was on the throne. Um, But this country has a really rich history uh, and tradition of sending missionaries overseas. Um, And that's how the English church grew, particularly in countries that the British had colonised, like Canada, India... Uh, the West Indies and New Zealand and many more. And those countries um, 
after the English church had, had, had done their missionaries' work, they would then set up their own national churches. They would appoint local church leaders and they would appoint local bishops. Um, but they all remained in communion with one another and with their sort of mother church in England and under the authority of the Archbishop of Canterbury. And then a couple of hundred years later, the Archbishop of Canterbury decided that they needed to set up this something to keep everyone together. So every 10 years, he would invite all of the bishops from all around the world to come together. And this still happens today. It's called the Lambeth Conference. And every 10 years, the bishops come and they spend some time with, with one another and they share experiences. This is what's happening, you know, in this part of Africa. This is what's happening in Australia or Canada or the India or wherever. And they have that time to share what's difficult, what's great, and learn from one another. So that's a little bit of the history. But the title of this sermon is We Belong. And I want us to think about three different areas that help us to feel a sense of belonging to the global church, to the Anglican communion, and to the local church. And think about what it means for us personally. So picking up on Paul's repetition of the word one in his letter to the Ephesians, we're going to think about being one church, being united in one communion, and serving and loving in one community. One church, one communion, one community. So one church. Um, When I became a licensed lay minister back in June, I had to recite some vows And these vows are the same vows, pretty much, that clergy make when they get ordained, minus a couple of bits about sacraments. And it's called the Declaration of Assent. And the preface to this declaration starts by saying the sentence, the Church of England is part of the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, worshipping the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a similar sentence uh, that we uh, say when we say the Apostles' Creed. So, one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. So, this sentence is known as the four marks of the church. And it's something that all Christian churches agree on. Amazing. Uh, So, let's break it down a little bit. One, fairly self-explanatory. Holy. Holy means set apart or chosen to be different, chosen to be pure, like God. Catholic, as Stephen said last week, this means universal, all-inclusive. It's not talking about Roman Catholicism here, it's talking about the whole church, everybody, all Christians. And then you've got apostolic, and this word means two two different things. Uh, Firstly, one that all Christians agree on, and then another one that's particularly related to being Anglican, and it also uh, works in Roman Catholicism and Orthodox as well. So firstly, apostolic means simply that the church's beliefs are rooted in the teachings of the first apostles, which is written in the Bible, and we can all agree on that. So the second thing uh, is referring to something called apostolic succession. So this is when, in order to be made a bishop... Uh, another existing bishop must lay hands on them. And that bishop had another bishop before them lay hands on them. And that bishop had another bishop before them lay hands on them. And this goes all the way back 2,000 years uh, to the first apostles who appointed the first bishops. So this concept um, 
Perhaps in reality, it's unlikely that this line of succession hasn't been broken at all in 2,000 years. I don't know. Um, but it's, not, it's the concept that's important. I think the fact that the leaders, the bishops and the archbishops of the church now have been sent and appointed by the previous leaders of the church. And they will go on to then pass, pass it on when they appoint and send out new bishops, new leaders, so that the church can continue to grow. So, the sentence, one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, essentially means that we are one church, we're set apart and we're chosen, we're universal, we're the whole church, we continue the teachings of the apostles, and we are following in the footsteps of previous church leaders. We are one church. So, then thinking about one communion. This passage in Ephesians, uh, Paul talks about unity in the body of Christ, which is the church. But unity, it doesn't just happen by itself. It isn't automatic and it must be worked at. We only have to look at the history of the Christian church or the Christian church today to see that sometimes we get it wrong. Unity takes effort. And we see that played out in our world today very, very easily. Differences seem to lead to division. Disagreements result in antagonism and hatred. And even here, Paul is not saying that as God's people, we will automatically agree on everything, because we won't. Differences of opinion are inevitable, but they shouldn't be our defining feature as God's people, as his church. Paul's reminding us of the things that unite us, that we are one body with one hope, bound together by the Holy Spirit in service to one Lord and God. You know, people are different and we're not all meant to be the same. We've got different personalities, different gifts, different callings, different opinions, but we are called to be united and we have to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit to bring about this unity. So how does this all fit in with being Anglican? So being part of this Anglican communion, this means unity in diversity. You know, because we are part of a family of believers which spans cultures and languages and countries all around the world. We're different, but there is so much that we share. We share our identity as Anglicans, our shared liturgy, being rooted in centuries of tradition, our mission to share Jesus, but we are also very different. You know, the Anglican Church in Canada is going to look very difficult from the Church of the Province of Central Africa. And the Episcopal Church in the Philippines is going to look very different from the Episcopal Church in Jerusalem and the Middle East. You know, God doesn't call all these churches to be exactly the same, but he does call his people to display unity. We're not all called to be identical because that would be a denial of God's creativity and his creation. The diversity that we see is a good thing. It's a God-given thing. But we are called to display unity. You know, the world is watching us. It really is. Are we being Christ-like? Are we showing the world that unity and diversity is possible? You know, we've got to remember that we each have so much to learn from one another. God has so much to teach us through our brothers and sisters from cultures and countries different from our own. And equally, we have so much to teach them. 
Rowan Williams, the previous Archbishop of Canterbury, once said, only the whole church has the whole truth. Not one single church can fulfill God's purposes on its own. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to remember that we all play a part in the body of Christ, each with our own part to play. And you know, these relationships that we have, they're really rich and they're a gift. And I think that they have power, power to change the world. You know, if we can show unity across the Anglican communion and even more so across the whole global church, how powerful would that message be to the rest of the world? We are one church and we are one communion. So one community. So how do we become part of this? How do we become part of this global church, this Anglican communion? Well, the only way to belong is to belong to a local church. And we are part of an amazing family here at St. John's. But isn't it exciting to know that we're part of something much bigger than what we see here every week? We're part of something so much bigger than our individual callings to this one particular place. We are one with Christians around the world. And we are united with those whom we share our Anglican identity. We are part of a family. In verse 16, Paul says, From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. We each have a part to play in this family of the church. And as we play our part, the body grows. It feels supported and loved. You know, every single one of you has a unique part to play in this local church. And St. John's has a unique part to play in London Diocese. And by joining in with that, you can not only be part of growing the church here, but you can be part of growing the wider church too. Because at St. John's, that's what we belong to. And you know, there's no barriers to attending the Church of England. Anglican churches are for everyone. But I think in order to feel like you belong probably going to take some action on your part. In some other denominations, being a member, really belonging, is kind of much more complex. They have systems of membership. The church that I grew up in, you would have to have an interview with the elders uh, and then be accepted into membership. You might have to attend every Sunday for a certain period of time, or you might have to bring a sort of letter of recommendation from your previous church. But in the Church of England... Anyone can belong. If you live in the parish, you can belong. If you come every Sunday, but you don't live in the parish, you can belong. But I guess in order for you to feel like you belong, you might have to get your hands dirty, as it were. You might be asked to give up some of your time to serve our congregation, to serve our community. You might be asked to do the washing up, to hand out Bibles at the door, to help with the children's groups. And by serving, by playing your part, that sense of belonging will grow. Because, you know, we live in a society that's riddled with loneliness and people who feel a sense of disconnection. It used to be that you would 
be born and grow up in one place. You'd stay in your hometown, you'd go to school, you'd get a job for life, you'd have your family nearby, you'd have a steady group of friends, you'd maybe attend the same church for your whole life. But now this just isn't the case anymore. You know, most people don't live where they grow, where they grew up. People move away to study. They then maybe have multiple jobs throughout the course of their life. They might even have multiple careers. They move cities. They might even move countries for work, for family, for all sorts of reasons. How do we create and nurture belonging in this kind of transient world? And I think this sense of belonging that you can get by being part of a local church can play a really big part in this. You know, if you muck in and get stuck in, you'll feel more and more part of the family. You'll make new friends, you'll have shared experiences. But more importantly, let's look back at the passage from verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Church is not somewhere where everything is going to be done for you by the leadership team, but it's a place where that leadership team are tasked with equipping all of us to serve and play our part. The job of those apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, that their job is not to do everything, but to equip you to do your works of service. You know, and it's why here at St. John's we use the phrase by everyone, for everyone. We talk about church, by everyone, for everyone. We talk about pastoral care, by everyone, for everyone. Prayer, by everyone, for everyone. Welcome, by everyone, for everyone. We are all the church, all of us. We are all the body of Christ and we all have our unique part to play. And when you decide to to do your part, to do works of service, that has an impact on the whole body of Christ, the whole church, not just here in Hoxton, but across the world. Because remember, we're part of something bigger. The body of Christ will be built up because you played your part. We will reach unity in the faith because you played your part. We will grow in the knowledge of Jesus and become mature and more Christ-like because you played your part. Now, unfortunately, sometimes playing your part isn't always going to be easy. So it's good to keep remembering why we're part of this, especially when people get on your nerves and we have disagreements about how things should be done or how we interpret the Bible. And the challenge for each of us is that in order for us to be part of the bigger picture, the global Anglican communion, the worldwide church, we need to start with unity right here in our own context. You know, here at St. John's, we are one of the most diverse congregations that there is in the Church of England. And that is a beautiful thing. But it can also be difficult. You might not always agree with one another about everything. We'll have different expectations of one another. But as Christians, even more so than the world around us, we have more in common than that which divides us. As Joe Cox, the MP, said before she was killed, a few years ago, we have more in common than that which divides us. We share so much and we seek to serve as we seek to serve one another. 
we will consequently grow in our love for one another. And we'll be able to celebrate both our unity and our diversity here at St. John's, but also with churches around uh, the world and in the Anglican Communion and the global church, because we are one church. We are united in one communion and we serve and love in one community. Amen. Would you like to stand and we'll just take a few minutes to uh, pause and have a think and reflect and respond. You might be here thinking, oh, I really want to be part of this, but I'm not sure how. Um, you might be thinking, oh, oh I, used to feel, I used to feel part of it, but maybe I'm not so much involved anymore, but I want to have that feeling of belonging. Maybe you've never felt that sense of belonging, and that's something that you really long for. You really crave it. You need it. And I really felt when earlier, when we were at the end of our worship, we were talking about breaking walls down, you know, I think... You know, I said there are no barriers to belonging, but sometimes we put up our own barriers and we say, this, this is not for me. I'm not good enough. I can't, I don't fit in there. I'm not, you know, I'm not ready. But we need to ask the Holy Spirit to take those barriers down so that we can all belong. And that's not necessarily going to be an easy thing to do. It might take courage on your part to ask for that, to step out in faith, to, to ask for support, to try and take those first steps of getting a bit more involved and, and belonging. It can be scary, but I think most of all, you know, we belong to Jesus. Jesus loves you. Um, he cares for you. He wants you to be um, in community and to be part of something bigger. Um, so I'd just like to pray for us before we move on. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, your church, your global church throughout the world, for Christians all over this world. We thank you for the Anglican communion that we're part of, and we thank you for the diversity that, that that involves, that we are all so different. We're created by you, and we're different. But Father God, we want to be united so we can show the world your love, your love for them. And I just pray for anyone here this morning who has a desire to belong, a desire to be part of a community, of Christian community, but perhaps they feel like there's, there's barriers, there's walls, there's things in the way. Father God, I pray your Holy Spirit would come and you would help them to take down those barriers, take down those walls, that they can feel part of it. Your invitation is there to come, to belong, to be loved. Help us as a church to be somewhere where people can feel like they belong, where they can feel like they're part of something and they're cared for and nurtured. Holy Spirit, have your way amongst us and be with us as we, um, as we try to, to bring about that unity in diversity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the St. John's Hoxton podcast. New talks will be uploaded every week from all of our services. And do check out our website, stjohnshoxton.org.uk, for more information.